You know, I'll play a bit of audio right here. Uh, Sarah, if you could grab the Adam Schiff uh, cut one saying Mr. Uh, Cipollone wouldn't deliberately make false statements. Listen to what he said yesterday. If you have And it. what's more, what's revealed in that, of course, is damning. Now they point to the only other record he has apparently released, the April 21st call, and that's interesting too. Now that's just a congratulatory call. But what's interesting about it is the president was urged on that call to bring up the issue of corruption. Mm-hmm. And indeed, in the readout of that call, Uh-oh. the White House misleadingly said he did. But now that we've seen the record, we see that he didn't. Huh. And notwithstanding counsel's claim in their trial brief oh. that the president raised the issue of corruption in his phone call, yes. the July 25th, 25th call, of course, that word doesn't appear in either conversation. Oh, and him. why? Because the only corruption he cared about was the corruption that he could help oh. bring about. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Now, Mr. Cipollone, Listen. Uh, Mr. Cipollone made the representation uh-huh. Uh-huh. That Republicans were not even allowed in the Come depositions on, conducted it, in the House. Now, I'm not going to suggest to you that Mr. Cipollone <laughs> yeah. would deliberately make a false statement. I will leave but. it to Mr. Cipollone to make those allegations against others. But I will <laughs> tell you this, he's mistaken. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I'm not going to let, uh, you know, Mr. Schiff can make... His allegations about who's lying and who's not, and he can call them misrepresentations. But I'm going to just come out and say Adam Schiff is a liar, and he intentionally lied, and we have the proof. And we also have the smoking gun, the media being his little lapdog. I'll explain what's really going on and call the man a liar to his face in one minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right, again, I don't want to suggest anything here, Stu. I don't want to suggest it. And please stop me from any speculation. Okay. Okay. You just want to make sure you're staying on the facts. I want to stay on the facts that Adam Schiff is a lying dirtbag. Okay. Okay. Um, And I I shouldn't have said that. See, now you've let me down. No, I cannot. I was going to see if you had evidence if he was actually a bag of dirt. Yeah, and I can't make. I can't. Well, I was waiting for the evidence. You should know that. Oh, I should know what your evidence is before you present it, counsel. All right. Um, House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff. This is from the Politico, that vast right wing (laughs) conspiratorial Mm -hmm. centerpiece. The House Intelligence uh, Chairman Adam Schiff appears. To have mischaracterized a text message exchange between two players in the Ukraine saga. According to documents now obtained by Politico, a possible error Mm. the GOP will likely criticize as another example of the Democrats' rushed effort to impeach President Donald Trump. You know the GOP is going to pounce on this one. That's what they do. Well, that's what they do. They, they just pounce. So they good. use it to their advantage. They're so the good complete at that. lies from Democrats. Yes. They use it to their they, advantage. They never miss a te- an opportunity <laughs> to take down the Democrats. <laughs> when they like to put yeah. it. Okay. So let me just, let me translate this line by line. House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff appears to have mischaracterized a text message exchange between two players in the Ukraine saga. Okay. Mm. Let me translate. House Intelligence Chairman Adam Schiff lied about a text message exchange between two players in the Ukrainian saga. And 
We know it because of the documents that were obtained by Politico. Now, back to their speak. A possible error the GOP will likely criticize is another example of Democrats' rushed effort to impeach President Donald Trump. No, let me translate from bullcrap into actual (laughs) common-sense English. This lie will probably not see um, uh, a hard enough stand against, but because the GOP is spineless. But it is another example of the Democrats doing anything they can without any ramification in their effort to impeach Donald Trump. Here's what happened. Schiff sent a letter to the House Judiciary Committee, Jerry Nadler, This was last week. What was the big story last week? It was everywhere. Lev Parnas. Oh, yeah. Okay. Everywhere. This is the guy who we know is a liar because he's the guy who said, you know, Devin Nunes, he was over in where? Switzerland or France or someplace uh, looking at people's underpants. And uh, I know it because uh, I was there. I saw him. Well, when they went back to Adam Schiff after... They announced that through Adam Schiff when they said, uh, when Adam Schiff came out and said, Devin Nunes, he's part of this. He was over there. He was talking. We have a witness that saw him over there. And then when Devin went, uh, no, here's my calendar. I, here's my passport. I haven't left the country. I was in the country at the time. Then they just dropped it and it went away. Okay, that's who Lev Parnas is. He's yeah, a he's bad a, guy. I mean, he plays whatever side he needs at the time. Exactly right. For his own and advantage. He's the guy, when I asked Rudy Giuliani, why would you trust this guy? And he said, I don't trust him. He said, you know, it's like with the crime families. You got to get to the people you that will give you information or give you um, access. He said, I didn't use him for information. I used him for access. He could connect me with the people I had been trying to be connected to. So... Here's a guy now that Adam Schiff comes out and says, oh, my gosh, look at this. Here's Rudy Giuliani and Lev Parnes and their text messages. Lev just gave it to us. And this text message uh, says, quote, continue to try to arrange a meeting with President Zelensky. Okay, that's what that's what Schiff says it said, but it didn't. It said, continue to try to arrange a a meeting with Mr. Z. Now, who's Mr. Z? Zelensky. Right. He's the Z guy. He's the president. He's the guy we've been talking about. the only guy in Poland with the letter Z that starts a name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. The only one. Right. Poland. Okay. So you have to assume everything else was redacted in that memo. Mm -hmm. And they were going to get the unredacted memo. But last week, they couldn't wait. They couldn't wait because this president is doing so much damage that we can't wait. That was Schiff's argument yesterday. We have to move now. Really? Well, now that it's unredacted, uh, we find out that Mr. Z is Zolochevsky. He is the Burisma guy. And what, what Parnes was doing was he was trying to get Mr. Z, the Burisma guy, to go on record with somebody with a list of questions that Rudy Giuliani wanted answering. Uh, basically, their hiring practices. 
who do you hire? Why do you hire these people, etc.? Uh, wanted to build Burisma. This is the response from Mr. Z. We wanted to build Burisma as an international company. We also thought it would help in Ukraine to have strong international board figures. Okay. Well, that's Mr. Z is the head of Burisma, not president. Also, by the way, I would say confirms a large part of the problem with Hunter Biden being on that board. I mean, he's admitting the reason he hired him is for his influence, Correct. not because he has any ability Correct. In, in his knowledge of the, the gas, Ukrainian gas world. So he is only there yeah. because of his dad. I mean, that's just confirming okay. the reason he was hired. Exactly right. Exactly right. Now listen to the Politico. The apparent mischaracterization. <laughs> Excuse me? Mischaracterization. The apparent mischaracterization does not undercut Democrats' argument that Trump withheld critical military aid to Ukraine as a way to pressure Zelensky. So now we just move the goalposts. We weren't even talking about that. No, no, yeah. No, we're, now we're talking about this. This doesn't disprove every single thing they've asked about. Right. A Democratic official working on the impeachment trial did not dispute the suggestion that the, in, <laughs> the initial interpretation was incorrect. Ah. But the official does maintain that Z is commonly used uh, in Ukraine as shorthand for Zelensky. Oh, so you had that common usage, common usage. That's uh, a, that's, this is amazing. I mean, I, I don't know how to take this because Politico is the one bringing it to light. So, I mean, you give him credit for that. But this is oh, yeah, written in such a hedged right. way. It's as right. if Adam Schiff wrote it himself. And then there are plenty of examples of Giuliani attempting to arrange a meeting with Zelensky. And he did, in fact, meet with top aides of the Ukrainian president. This has nothing to do with what you were accusing him of last week. Right. Last week, he's admitted those things. He brought that to the uh, State Department. He brought that to the uh, Southern District of New York FBI. Yeah, admitted isn't even the right word. The he, was, he was going on television telling everybody about he it. He went and gave them all of this information before he was even asked for it. Like over a year ago, before the scandal even started. So that so they're you know and Democrats have not predicated their impeachment trial arguments on on Parnas's new allegation, but they would have and they wanted to. Well, they the big wanted part to. was they wanted him to be exactly, able to testify with the Senate. Exactly right. When he has obviously shown no uh, level of credibility. So they so they have um, they have absolutely they continue to do it again, and the media is their arm it is their pr arm they can say whatever they want without any ramifications no ramifications on this well uh, yeah he just mischaracterized that he just he made a mistake i mean it's a common error over there i mean mr z there's you know really there are lots of mr z's but only one mr z though and you can understand why they assumed this is the impeachment of a president there's nothing more important in our republic to get right than justice. But justice to remove a president? I can't think of anything you should be more focused on. You know, you're typing these things out. You're starting to say these things. Hey, have you had a nap? You should get a nap in so you don't get this one wrong. They're not worried about getting it wrong. They're intentionally getting it wrong. And this is the argument against additional witnesses and everything else. Look, here's the thing. 
you are rolling the dice, and, and I want to talk to you as, as three people. First one, the president's defense team. This is one because their evidence is so weak. This is a slam dunk. All right. So now just think as a president that has been under siege. Think of yourself as an attorney. And the one thing you do is don't roll the dice. Don't, let's not take any chances. Mr. President, this is, we, we've won this. They have nothing. They have nothing. Do not roll the dice. Okay. I would do that. You would do that because the consequence of something being taken out of context, twisted, even if you know you're innocent, something with these dirt bags, you know, could come out. Now, let me talk to you about the Democratic point of view and then the American point of view in one minute. Okay, now, the, the view of the president and, and supporters, really, of the president, I think, to a, a large degree, is you know, your, you know your competitor. The person that is trying to uh, bury you legally was trying to sue you before your doors of your store even opened, Okay. They were trying to bury you. It's personal. It's, they'll do anything. So you don't take a risk and roll the dice. You don't want anything else coming on. No, this is what you charged. This is what we're trying. The Democrats, however, they know they don't have a case. And so they've got, they're, they're, they're in the casino and they've got nothing to lose. And they're like, you know what? Put it all on red. They're so desperate and they know they have nothing to lose. They will risk anything. Just put it all on red. We want John Bolton. Well, what is John Bolton going to say? We don't know. No, the president says, I don't know. Could be good. Could be bad. I don't know. It's a risk. Don't take it. The, the Democrats don't know either. And it could be bad for them. But they don't care. Put it all on red. They're looking for a Hail Mary pass. Here's what the American people want. Shut up. Tell us the truth. Base this in actual fact. Play by the rules of common decency and justice. That's what they want. You're not going to get that from the political players. And, and how do I know that? Yesterday... Chuck Schumer got up and gave this impassioned speech on how we were told these were going to be the 1990, 1999 rules of impeachment under Clinton. These rules, they're well established. And what he wants to do is he wants to change it from three days of testimony to two days of testimony, which will mean there are 12 hour work days. Oh, boo hoo. I worked one yesterday. Oh, my gosh, we can't expect the American people to do that. And then they wouldn't even enter anything from the House as evidence. Now, he had a point on that one. I think he had a point on that one, but not on the first one. And I'll explain later why. So what happens? The GOP breaks for lunch before this is put down on the floor for a vote. They talk. McConnell says, okay, you guys don't think that's fair. Fine. We'll go with the 1999 rules. So he then introduces without any fanfare and they're reading it. And it is the 1990 Clinton 
Impeachment rules. What does Chuck Schumer can do? Gets up and says, this is unfair. And he has a whole new set of reasons why the, why the rules that he was just saying he expected and would have been fair, why those are now unfair and need an update. This is a clown car. The Democrats arrive every day in a clown car. Stop it. Uh, there is a new book out that I just started reading yesterday, Profiles in Corruption by Peter Schweitzer, and it is. It's unbelievable. Peter's coming up with us. He'll spend uh, the next hour with us. Pat Gray just joined us uh, from Pat Gray Unleashed, the podcast that you can hear on Blaze TV, um, and you can watch it at your convenience or listen to it, uh, you know, if you just get it wherever podcasts are available, or you can see it live on uh, Blaze Radio. Okay, I have, it's Sophie's Choice. Which one gets onto the train right now? Uh, Adam Schiff, the president used the power of office to do wrong. Why are we here? And uh, the lies that Schiff said, the incredible, incredible lie that Adam Schiff said yesterday to George Stephanopoulos, who just let him go without pushing back at all, or something that I think the right is missing the boat on that um every everybody everyone should be concentrating on one thing uh right now and it doesn't have to do with impeachment it has to do with bernie sanders and the danger that is in the democratic party and the proof that the media really truly is an organ and they do not actually care about the things they say they care about which one do you want to do Mm. I think the second one. Second one? Stu? Mm. Way to go. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So let me um let me give you a a, a uh, the story that we got what 2 weeks ago from uh Project Veritas. Maybe it came out last week. Project Veritas had a low-level staffer uh who was a low-level uh community or campaign organizer. And they had them on tape, and they were saying gulags were great. This is somebody in the Bernie campaign. Bernie Sanders campaign. Uh, gulags are great. Uh, you know, that's what we have to do to rich people. Um, if we have the audio, here's the audio that came out last week. Listen. Knock on wood. If Bernie, right, if Bernie was to lose, I would like to see yellow vest protests like here, stateside. I'm already on Twitter following numerous groups around the country that are ready to organize yellow vest protests. Stop. I mean, Stop. I want you to listen to hear this in context. This is this week's. Um, last week's was, you know. Gulags are great. Gulags are great mm-hmm. and revolution it's time. And if something happens to Bernie uh, with the Democrats, we're going to burn Milwaukee to the ground. Okay. This week, it starts with this guy in another part of the country. Same kind of exact. In fact, exact same position. Low level field campaign organizer. Um, and he's sitting there talking to an undercover Project Veritas person, and uh, he's saying, you know, uh, I can't wait for a yellow vest protest. Now, those yellow vests that just disrupted everything in France, and I'm already starting to work with organizers of yellow vests uh, and put that campaign together here in America 
should Bernie lose. But he goes further than that. Listen. Do we have it? So if Trump gets reelected, what? No. Cities burn. Could we play? Stop it, please. Could we go back to the audio that I you were just playing, please? Knock on wood. If Bernie, right, if Bernie was to lose, I would like to see yellow vest protests like here, stateside. I'm already on Twitter following numerous groups around the country that are ready to organize yellow vest protests. I mean, I'm ready. Let me know. I'm ready to start tearing bricks up and start fighting. Good. I'm ready to start tearing bricks up. I'm no, no cop, bro. I'm, I'm, I'll straight up, I'll straight up get arms. I want to learn how to shoot and go train. I'm ready for. All right. Ready for a right revolution. Guillotine the rich. Guillotine the rich. Stop. Jeez. Guillotine the rich. I'm ready to arm up, get training to learn how to shoot. I'm ready for the revolution. Okay. Let me just take you way into a time machine all the way back to Monday. And what the press was saying about people who were asking for their Second Amendment guaranteed right to be respected. They called them terrorists, revolutionaries, white supremacists, Nazis, crazies, ready on the edge, ready to shoot people. Not only were they wrong about all of that stuff, it was wildly peaceful. There was, excuse me, was probably the biggest catchphrase that came out of that uh, <laughs> rally. They even, there's a story today where they actually went and they cleaned up after themselves. And the media has been on this with anybody who is on the right for the last decade plus. That we're all crazy revolutionaries that are just going to shoot everybody. That we're going to overthrow, the, we want a revolution. They did that with the Tea Party. Yes, they're doing they've it been doing gun it activists. for over a decade and they say, well, this is really important, really important. Here you have two people on Bernie Sanders' staff that are organizing for him. Both of them, separate cases, different cities, saying the same thing. I'm ready for revolution. I've got a gun and I'll use it. I'm going to go get a gun and I'll use it for revolution. Guillotine the rich. You know what will solve this? Is putting all those elites, all those, all those rich people, and put them all in a gulag. That'll show them. You have those kinds of statements being made and Bernie Sanders' campaign not firing them they so far have not been fired now let me add one more little reminder they say my words could influence somebody to do something yes anybody's words can do that because there are crazy people out there but there are also people who are killers psychopaths and revolutionaries that don't need somebody else's words. They just need permission to do it. And they'll take that permission in a wink and a nod and a nudge. And don't worry, we didn't see that. The actual political shootings. Remember, they've tried to make everything from Gabby Giffords, everything into political shootings. Gabby Giffords was a guy who was a psychopath. He was seriously mentally ill. He shot her because he was standing up for the English language and punctuation. Mm -hmm. Okay? That's, that's, 
That's a crazy person. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not a revolutionary, not a political point, but they made that into a political point. That's a political shooter. This could happen at any time. We have had an actual political shooting. A guy went and tried to shoot every Republican member of Congress on a baseball field. He could have taken out 30, 30 Republicans in one sitting. By the grace of God, he didn't kill anybody. Who was that guy? He was a low-level campaign organizer for Bernie Sanders. Now, let just put yourself, Americans, Democrats, Independents, Republicans, just common sense people. If your business, whatever it is, in your business, somebody was just an intern or they were the lowest level on the ladder and they went out and shot a congressman, anybody, shot, just, just went into a Kmart and just shot people. And they had a political agenda. They wanted to change the world. Do you know how much shame, how much ridicule you would receive? Now, I'm not even saying for political reasons, just you would, how much shame would you heap on yourself and every employee there? How did we not see this? How did we not see this? And anybody who was responsible, if somebody did know that that's the kind of kook he was, they would absolutely, absolutely be fired. But imagine this. You had a shooter go out who was a low-level staffer, and now you have two low-level staffers working for you that are saying exactly the same kind of thing. And at best, let's just take and say they were both joking, which they were not. No. But let's just say they were. They're just talking big. Let me ask you, your employees, the people that work for you, if you had an employee low level that had left and shot people, and then you had two people that had that same position and they were joking about it, do you Doesn't not? Matter. You got to fire them. And do you not think every employee would come down like a bag of bricks. It wouldn't be the yes. boss. It would be the lowest level employee next to him going, do you realize what that did to us? Do you realize what that meant to us? Do you realize what it feels like to have somebody go and they were with you mm -hmm. and they were killing people? Don't ever joke about that again. You would self-police that as an employee. Here, this is the Bernie Sanders culture. This is who they are. And no matter what the press says, you don't care about political people being killed. You don't care about words leading to violence because you have two concrete examples coming from an organization that has already spawned one killer. And you do nothing. And why? I mean, Bernie himself is talking revolution. Now, he might not mean the same revolution they do, but they... They do. We they just showed how they mean it. He is a he is a guy who 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 has spent his life standing up for murderers and thugs in yeah. communist countries. Yes, he, has. he knows he knows that what the gulags are, but he believes the same kind of thing that these guys do. Oh, it wasn't so bad. We're worse. It wasn't so bad. And you know, the rich people they need to be taught a lesson. 
If you cannot stand for 40 years, especially after mm-hmm. all of the files have come out, and, and not say, I was really wrong about the Soviet Union. They were monsters. You can't, you cannot be that guy and believe anything different than what these people are saying. You just don't vocalize it. And in theory, like we, we, it's easy to come on here and just, you know, every time there's a bad story about some Bernie Sanders staffer, we could talk about it. We but don't. The cle- First of all, we didn't make a big deal about this. No. Because, you know, that could happen, right? You could have a crazy person in your organization. The fact that they're still in the organization and the media is not trying to get answers as to why these people mm. are the still not in the organization. not even reporting it. Right. They ha- that's absolutely insane. These people have not been fired. Like, it, if you don't want that in your organization, how can you leave it in your organization after knowing this stuff? And if this was I get a- that you don't like James O'Keefe, but that's not a reason. If this was the blaze... Would they not be holding Glenn absolutely of responsible that that person is still in your organization? It'd, be, it'd lead every broadcast on CNN and MSNBC. Every broadcast. It would. Every broadcast. And somehow, uh, these they don't have to answer. I mean, the same thing nope. happened with, uh, with ABC and the reporter uh, about the Epstein thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they fired the person who they said was responsible, who does not seem to be responsible, and never had to mm-hmm. answer for it. Mm-hmm. That was C- they wanted this to go into CBS. Thing. Yeah, this is what Adam Schiff. This is this is what's happening to the president as well. Adam Schiff's not going to be held responsible for out, out and out lying mm. about Lev Parnas. Not gonna, they're not going to. They're going to say anything. I read you the political article. They're the ones who exposed the lie and said, "Well, it was probably a mischaracterization because he just assumed." You don't assume anything when you are you are <laughs> holding a trial to impeach the president of the United States. Now, maybe low-level staffers do, but not the chairperson. Yeah, the lead manager, right? Who's making the case? This is this is obscene, and I I I have to leave. I'm coming back to this probably tomorrow, Um, but I'm 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 warning right now. Milwaukee could make 1968 Chicago look like a picnic. These people are serious. If there's violence, it's going. It's already here with Antifa, but it is going to come from a disgruntled Bernie Sanders supporter. They mean what they say. Uh, I warn the Democrats, you are in the final phase. I've been warning about this since 2004. We have to go back and find the tape. Since 2004, Michael Moore was sitting in the presidential box at the Democratic convention, and I said, you have no idea who you're in bed with. These are revolutionaries. They're socialists. They believe it. You don't. In the end, they will control you. And if they can't control you, they'll kill you. You have AOC this week starting this process saying, you know, the Democrats, they're not really a party of the left. You now have Bernie Sanders people threatening if some if Bernie Sanders doesn't get in. Uh, well, he's our only hope. These people will take it by hook or by crook. They are revolutionaries. Democrats, you better wake up because they're coming for you first. They're not coming for us. They're coming for you first. And they just refuse to see it. Peter Schweitzer is coming up next.
listening to Glenn Beck.